Welcome back to another episode of Football at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G-Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the plays you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is Football at the Bar. We're your host. I'm T.A. This is G-Money. And we are fired up because this is playoff time, baby! And this past weekend, y'all know, we saw some unbelievable games, so I'm super fired up. Uh, damn, but, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I told y'all he's the very best who ever did it. But before we get started, I want y'all to recognize that we're one of the best who ever did it. I need you guys to like, subscribe, and download the podcast and sit over here and show us some love because we give you everything we got every single week. And before we get started, Money, you still on that shield bag, huh? You know what? You've converted me. I have converted you. I am. I love JB, and JB is like warm and dear to my heart. But this shield bag single malt is 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 my new baby. And you know why? Because it's award it's my winning. New girlfriend. It's award winning, and that's why we sit over here and have. That's part yes, of the reason indeed. why we do this is we can sit over and try out new stuff. We don't have to stay up with the 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 big labels. We can sit over and find new stuff. Like you know, I got this. Uh, Decorte, this French. Oh, look at you on that French for the last couple of weeks because let me tell you something. It's silky smooth. It tastes just as good as the Hennessy and all that stuff. So I like to sit over and broaden our horizons. Oh, look at you. Show and educate our, our followers. Are you putting up your 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 one finger? I don't got to do all that. I'm still <laughs> I'm still oh, drinking it. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Well, you know what? I I'm, I might get an ass caught in a couple of weeks. Who knows? Because because I'm over here de- drinking the good stuff. Drinking the good stuff, without a doubt. So, <laughs> so you know, as, as we go on and jump up in here, I'm super excited because we had the opportunity to see four great games. Oh, man. There was not so a right. game. We got a chance to see this Ravens game, which even though it turned out to be a blowout, by the end of the game, the first half was great. We saw the, the Kansas City Bills game, which was probably, you know, one of the very best games that we've seen in a long time in the yeah. playoffs. We saw the San Francisco Packers game, which was phenomenal very itself, very intense. And then lastly, we was out having lunch on Sunday afternoon and got a chance to have a great dinner overlooking the water, eating some Mexican food that they had on the big screen. They had that Lions-Bucks game, Tampa yeah. Bay-Bucks game. So all weekend, all the games were phenomenal. This is what we, as football fans, this is what we sit over we live here and live for this. And so now the games get yeah, up in this week, but but let's go ahead and talk about last week, and let's start off with you know for me, which is a game that I'm excited about because the ramifications of it is this year's MVP hasn't been announced yet, but this year's MVP and Lamar Jackson has sit over here and called it when he got drafted. He said, "Y'all gonna get a Super Bowl out of me," mm. and he is one step closer to doing that. So when when we saw Lamar come into this game and and, and they performed moderately well, but the defense for the Texans was performing very well. They kind yes. of kept them in check, and they went into halftime at ten ten, right? Yep. And so, so wait, just for the sake of the audience, what we're talking about is the Ravens and the Texans. The Ravens I and the Texans formally announced. That. Formally announced so, okay. without a doubt. Go ahead, but you see how giddy I am. And one thing that this game put in perspective for me that actually has me a little bit concerned for next week. 
but but optimistic for the Super Bowl is how great that defense is for the Ravens. They mm-hmm. literally held them without scoring a touchdown for the entire game. Because mind you, the seven points, the one touchdown that they that the Texans did return, get right? was a punt return. Right by uh, I don't Oakland. remember the kid's name. Yeah, no, but it's dude, okay. he, he used you to remember be with Washington. He used to be with the Washington Commanders. I can't think of his name. He was like the fourth wide receiver of Washington Commanders. Came over here, has been on their practice squad most of the year. Has only played in like two games in the season, mm. but got his opportunity to do something special. And so you're like, oh shoot, yeah. It and, was it, it was it was playoff worthy. You know what I mean? He stepped up in the in the mm-hmm. biggest moment and he delivered for them and he made the game scary at halftime. So you know, hey. And at halftime, Lamar had to sit over and get at these boys and say, hey, look, I did not come here. We did not play this well for us to even consider being a position to possibly lose. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is because you and I like, we like to gamble because even if it's, if it's $2, $100, we're going to put a little skin in the game because it makes it more interesting. And I bet on both sides of the fence because I really do love CJ Stroud Mm -hmm. and I just like what, their head coach has done. I just, I just, I just like D'Amico Ryan's and I like just everything that the Houston team has produced Mm -hmm. to this point. So I thought that they had a puncher's chance and they did. And they, and they showed that, but you always do with that type of quarterback, with a quarterback that's plays at that level, traditionally you do. But when you're playing, when the quarterback at that level is playing an MVP quarterback, well, but you know, but this was a rubber meeting the road because up until this moment, you know, Lamar Jackson really hasn't done well in the playoffs. So it, it was like, there you will he? Here, here you go. You know, please stop with them Skip Bayless uh, point. Now, 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 like, now. Oh, Just because me and Skip use our eyeballs to see what has happened in the past, it doesn't mean that they're, they're predictions of the future. And guess what Lamar did? Lamar basically just proved not only am I the MVP, but I'm about to gangster this game. And that was a beautiful thing. I actually was very proud of the performance that he put on because he scored two rushing touchdowns. Two he threw passing. up. He, he, yeah. He, two passing. It, was it two? I thought two, it was no, one. No, it two was and two. two. Mm-hmm. And he was ready for it. So where I think that in, let's say, playoff games past, he felt the pressure from the media and he tried to do something that was outside of himself. But this almost felt like a graduation. Like he, he knew the moment. He understood what the, the, the skill set of the team around him. And he was like, guess what? None of, nobody on the opposition can beat me. And I'm going to take us to the promised land. And that to me has Hall of Fame esque type of attributes that he displayed. And I was really, let's say, proud of him i was just like wow man this guy he's he's arrived he's matured and see i i don't like that to be so critical against him has he had his greatest games in the playoffs no but what he has done in two of the three playoffs is run into a juggernaut and his name is patrick mahone yeah and so just like we can't necessarily discount or degrade Josh Allen mm-hmm. for losing to Mahomes over and over and over again in the playoffs. We also can't do that. If if we give him grace, we have to give Lamar grace. Now, one of the teams that he lost to was the Tennessee Titans, but the Tennessee Titans they uh, had a great game by, plan. They, coached by Rabel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rabel. And, yes. and having the running back of the yeah, game, Henry. Uh, yeah. You know, King Henry. 
and having Tannehill was playing probably the best football he had ever played yeah. in his and whole career that, that particular I, year. I think that Brown, who's now on the Eagles, I think he was the receiver on at that time. Yeah. On that and then team. they had John Smith. So they had a rock-solid team that – and, and and the Baltimore wasn't as strong as they are today, and so he ran into what they call a blade slaw. He yeah. ran into he ran into a tough competition, yeah. and unfortunately didn't elevate. Now that he has to be held accountable to that because to be great, to be a Hall of Famer, you have to rise above. Correct. It doesn't have to. It doesn't mean if you don't do it in your first couple of years of being in the NFL that you're not going to do it. We've seen many quote unquote great quarterbacks like Lee Manning. We saw him falter in the playoffs and so yeah he lost you know, uh, Tom Brady uh, a time multiple, or two before, not he or before he won one yeah, he won he, he lost his first two so you know just like we give these other quarterbacks grace just because Lamar Jackson doesn't look like these other quarterbacks we still have to give him the same grace because he does bring a skill set that's very unique very exciting very special for the NFL yeah he's the first unanimous MVP of the NFL so we have to give him grace and give him the benefit of the doubt it doesn't always have to happen instantaneously it can happen over time and giving him the opportunity to grow and mature yeah, and the yes. team to also grow and mature around him. I agree look the simple truth is and we have said this all season is that the, the Super Bowl winning team has to have all phases. So whether it's through maturation or otherwise, they have to have a formidable defense. They have to have a solid, rock solid, too formidable. It's, it's hard to call special teams formidable, but just rock solid, consistent. Well, we've seen that in the teams. past. We've seen special teams that have been a, a, a tremendous threat to score yeah. or to get tre- phenomenal Field position. Field position, correct. Yeah. So so you have to have that phase of the game be playing at a high level. And then, of course, the obvious thing is the offense. And what I will say about this particular Baltimore Ravens team is they are they are in rhythm. They are in unison. That's and exactly they know yes. exactly how they're going to attack yes. their opponent. And they have an element that is, even if I watch all the film in the world, I can't necessarily defend against, which is I have a mobile quarterback who knows exactly when the time is to pass or to run. And I can do it in a high end and a very effective way. And that's what Lamar Jackson has, has given to his team. So, and they have skill position. So, they lost Andrews, but likely has stepped up and likely has been that guy. They have Aguilar, who is is all, not, all. They're the only team with every wide receiver being a first round pick. Oh, that's interesting. I OBJ, yeah. Aguilar, Flowers, Flowers, and I can't even think of the, uh, the fourth person. Forget all yeah. four of those wide receivers are first round picks. No, there now, is. Now, now this you you said something that they're working in concert. I unequivocally agree with that. But one of the things that I do disagree with you is, is that a, a running quarterback, he's a quarterback that can run. Okay. He's not a running quarterback. And there, and there's a distinction between that. Lamar was a great passer at Louisville. That's why he won the, 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 the uh, what's the award that you win in college? The Heisman. He won the Heisman because he could pass in college. Right. What happened was, is he got an OC that didn't believe in his passing, probably 
from some preconceived notions, didn't believe in his passing, and so created a offense that was wrapped around running. And mm-hmm. what that was was that was limiting in terms of what they can do. So part of that lack of success in You're the playoffs. You're saying that they may have hampered his development? That unequ- no, not hampered his development, hampered on how far they could go, what they could do mm-hmm. when you're playing a top-level defense. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So I think with Munkin coming in from from Georgia and, and, and developing a pass-first offense, not a run-first offense, we're just tapping into what the previous OC didn't in terms of letting Lamar pass because what a quote-unquote running quarterback has the ability to do is get out of uh, suffocating situations and find some openings to be able to still pass mm-hmm. where a non-athletic quarterback a la Peyton Manning wouldn't be able to get out of those situations or just have to take the sack or throw it away. Mm-hmm. He can actually get out of it and still make a pass. And that's what we're saying is that when you have a pass-first offense, you're going to see this quarterback be able to thrive from a passing perspective in it. And that's what's super exciting. And that I think that's what the missing link was for this offense, why they constantly hit a glass uh, ceiling and couldn't break through because it was too one-dimensional by the previous OC. I agree. Look, the thing that we're seeing with the Baltimore Ravens now is balance, which is everything Mm -hmm. you articulated is just about the fact that the difference between years past Mm -hmm. is that they are balanced. Mm -hmm. And if they, let's say, go into their offensive cadence with being an offensive passing threat first, Mm -hmm. But we happen to also be a team that, uh, let's say, is leading and in the top three in rushing, mm-hmm. uh, maybe in large part because of our quarterback, but also because so that creates mystery. And what what, let's say, debunks every great defense is is I'm unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Baltimore Ravens are. I think that there are other teams that are even still within this playoff that have, let's say, maybe more talent at other positions, wide receiver, tight end, so on and so forth. But the thing that you can't, let's say, negate about the Ravens' offense is is that they are balanced. And what makes them scary is, is I don't know what you're going to do as much as I game plan for you. Maybe it will be a run-heavy game. Maybe it will be a pass-heavy game. I am able to adjust as the the proverbial Ravens offense to whatever it is that you bring to me and we can effectively move downfield and we can score touchdowns. Can you do that against our superior defense? I don't know. That's where the question is. That's the formula for ultimate success. And and here's what's scary is that we got to remember that they're missing their number one pass catcher, which is Mark Andrews. Yes. They're also missing their number one running threat, Dobbins, who went down early. Yeah. So In Dobbins possibly, correct. Dobbins possibly coming back is and he? being held. No, I didn't even. No, no, not coming back for the playoffs, but for next year. Oh, Dobbins oh, possibly okay. coming back okay. next you year. You're about to me giddy. Right now. <laughs> okay, Mike, is he about to come back? Or them. Having doing a phenomenal job in terms of finding mm. uh, that that next running back to be a tremendous compliment in in this right. offense. They have an excellent offensive line, and Hill and Edwards yeah. are, are are very good at what it is that they do. Hill catches the ball out of the backfield. 
he played a very well in this last game. Mm-hmm. They 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 have it. They have it all there. But but Andrews is coming back. So forget about yeah. this year. What I'm talking about is what's scary about this team is they're going to go where they go this year, which is probably to the Super Bowl, probably win it. I hope so. But but here's where the reality is: we have next year where this team is going to be relatively intact with adding their best running back, their two best weapons, one best running back and one their best pass catcher. Mm. So it's not like this is just a flash in the pan. No, it's my point. Super excited about that. But on the flip side, let's talk talk about the Texans a little bit. And what's exciting about the Texans is that, one, they don't have a lot of stars. They, they, they've got a hodgepodge of players and that through leadership uh, of the coaching, they're playing above their, their, the, yeah, their, 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 their ceiling was enormous. They're hitting their ceiling. No, their ceiling wasn't enormous. Everybody thought their ceiling was very low. Yeah. And maybe no, their floor. Yeah. yeah their, 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 their floor is higher. Yeah. They 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 through their glass ceiling, and what happens is is they're having they're they're being they able to overperform. But but all that comes about because of two things or three things actually. One is superior coaching. You have a coach that that the players respect and are ready to run through a wall for. You yep. understand that with Antonio Pierce, we saw that happen with the Raiders. And whenever you have coaching that the players can sit over and make a connection with, can believe in, yep. and are willing to ride or, or, or ride and grind for, you're going to see mm-hmm. an, an accelerant in terms of a result. Number yep. two is when you have a quarterback, a quarterback that sits over DJ here Stroud that has performed is that, 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 dude. Is that dude. He's propelled himself at least into the top team, if not into the top five in the league in just his first year. And you don't, you never see from interviews him being complacent, him resting on those laurels, kind of mm-hmm. like we saw with Baker Mayfield in his early years when he had mm-hmm. a little bit of success and he kind of rested and kind of believed in, in the hype. He is yeah. sitting over here saying, I got to get on the grind. And number three is the, the, the big pieces that they have, which is a quarterback, which is Anderson that they sent over and traded up for in the draft to get those big pieces and also wide receivers that, that have stepped up and, Everybody always knew Collins. Mm-hmm. The wide receiver's name was Collins, right? If I'm not mistaken. Nico yeah. Collins. Nico. Everybody knew he was a physical freak, but he did never had a quarterback to sit over and display that athleticism. Mm-hmm. And so we see him doing things. We see. I also want to kind of say this, mm-hmm. if I, if you don't mind. Tank Dale, mm-hmm. when he got hurt. And, us. It, and who was also a rookie. Mm-hmm. But Tank Dale was such a dynamic player for mm-hmm. them through the course of this season yes. that I'm very excited very. about him coming back into the fold mm-hmm. for them next year. They are going to be awesome. Awesome. As you were talking about Tangdale, absolutely phenomenal. This team has gotten this far, got to the second round of the playoffs and didn't even have Tangdale, which is a, a tremendous weapon for this team. And here's where the reality is. They've amassed so many Building blocks in terms oh, of yeah. Without through, through the through the draft Without in terms of more picks available to them coming up this year more than than the normal and also having a cache of cash that's also available. Yeah, to so them. so they're basically what you're telling me is is that they're going to be a sexy free agency pick away from being. Super dangerous. And, and, and what's interesting about that is when you have leadership like D'Amico Ryans, who actually should be winning 
coach of the year mm. that you have players that want to go play for this coach, just yep. like the Raiders have with Antonio Pierce. And, and you Pierce. know what? That's two Raiders players. drops you've given yes. me. Oh, because you, you. I'm, a little, I'm a little bit excited. Bless you. So, so, so I wanted to sit over here, and even though they lost – significantly to the Ravens. I do want to give a, a lot of kudos to the Texans. Again, having lived in Houston, having lived literally just a couple of blocks away from the NRG Stadium, mm. being intimate in terms of going to a Houston game when they played Kansas City last year. I, I do have a little bit of love for that team in my heart, and I'm so excited to see where they're at, and I'm so excited or even more excited to see where they're going to be going into the future. Mm. So I will tell you this. They're in great hands with those two individuals leading the team, D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Shroud. But this is the time. This is the era of Baltimore. They're about to go into their mm. very first, or excuse me, their very yeah, this first, is their conference you know, championship. Their very first conference, home conference championship game in like 50 years. It yeah, wasn't since, since, since they were, Ray Lewis, no, right? No, no, no. Since they were the Baltimore Colts, they haven't had oh. a home a conference championship at home, at home, right, at home, at home, right, at home. And, and so this is exciting for, for this franchise that unfortunately didn't treat their star quarterback, who's going to be a two-time MVP, like other franchises treat their quarterbacks. We saw... Now, see, here you go. Well, I'm, soapbox. I'm, no, I'm not getting on the soapbox, okay. but we have to acknowledge, one, that this team didn't want to pay him they could have paid him what they paid him before going through all the shenanigans, right? Yeah. Number one. Because guess what? Justin Herbert, who ain't dead or one shit, got mm. more money than him and couldn't even complete the season well, and had an egregious season. Joe Burrow got way more money than both of them. And as the, the, what they use against Lamar of having injury, he's been injured multiple times and was. was injured again this season. And all he's done is, and to his credit, he has gotten his team to the Super Bowl, but he hasn't won any significant awards. So if you can do that for these quarterbacks, it should have been done for Lamar, for Lamar who was the NFL's first unanimous. And, okay. they, and let me just run one last thing before you go. because I, I want Okay, you, you I see me go. I know. You see and, me and, and then the last thing is, is to all those teams that wanted to, Jump out and say, we don't want you, man. All of those teams have fired their coach. Mm. All of those teams have failed this year. All of those teams need a quarterback now when they were the first ones to sit over and say they didn't want Lamar. Okay. So the reality is a shame on those owners that didn't respect and didn't appreciate and wanted to be on that bullshit. Okay. So you know what you 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 gave it a mouthful right there. What I would say is first to the owners. I think that all the owners speak to each other, and of I think that the reality is is that the reason why mo most, if not all, of the owners didn't really like Here chomp we go. at the Here bit. Here we go. You to, listen to Skip. No, no, it's just not come on, finish, finish this. I'm about to eat you up with this. Don't finish. I I just think that the owners talk to each other. I think that the reason why that people did not try to assign a contract to Lamar Jackson is simply because they knew that the Ravens were going to match it. Period. End of story. So any contract that I give to him, if I am 
any of the other 31 teams Mm -hmm. out of the 32, Mm -hmm. you're going to match it. So why would I create an offer for him when I know that you as the Baltimore Ravens have no desire to, let's say, have this guy not be your player. So it was what other quarterback do you know that's had to go through that? You know what? Superstar quarterbacks and Lamar is a superstar quarterback. Name me a superstar quarterback that's uh, ever I, had to go through it, that. It, it is a little bit different only because this is the modern era because the the superstar quarterbacks are like Tom Brady and Joe Montana and so on and what so forth. What quarterback have you ever heard had to be put on a non-exclusive franchise tag to where somebody could know. bid, but everybody's scared to bid because they can match the contract instead of just know. giving them a contract. None. Okay. So don't call a spade with a spade. Listen, is. but I can call a spade with a spade, but it doesn't change the reality of it. Look, the, at the end of the day, the, the reason why Lamar Jackson wasn't touched is because they were not trying to set the market for him. That's it. Now, now let me allow me to finish. <laughs> Because I know I, I, I see, I see, I see, I see your okay. So, so that's the reality. Mm-hmm. Now, what the Baltimore, what did the Baltimore Ravens ultimately do is that they ultimately said Lamar set a bar on a number and they decided to hit that number. And then he said, I'm going to play for you. And now we're seeing the fruits and the labor uh, of that result, right? So, it was a it was a game of chicken that he played. Why? You tell he, me a quarterback that's been an MVP before when they were on the rookie deal that had to do that. Okay. He understood his own leverage. His own worth. His own worth. That they chose not Correct. to respect. Well, but they ultimately had to succumb to it. So he 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 won at the end of the day. So I don't need to go into all of the back and forth because he won at the end of the day. And guess what? Now this man is playing for the conference championship. So good kudos to Lamar. But at the end, all I'm simply saying is the man is about to, he's one game away from the Super Bowl. Correct. Which he said he was going to do. The and day he's gonna he do was it. drafted. And the, my point is, is that all I'm saying is this CJ is coming. Yes. We have Caleb coming. Yeah, well. We have other quarterbacks that are coming that we don't want to see them having to go through the same bullshit Well, when they've earned their right to make it. Guess who else had to go through that? Dak. Okay. Well, So why is it a certain group that has to go through that, not the other? Okay. That's my point. If we don't say anything, if we say so what, they're going to continue to do it. I know we but- have to sit over here and bring knowledge and bring exposure to that's bullshit. Because okay. guess what? Herbert shouldn't have had to do it. Even though he ain't won shit, we still see his talent. Well, Josh Allen didn't have to do it. And you know what? He should because we see his talent. Burrow shouldn't have to do it. You know what? Because we see his talent. Guess who else didn't have to do it? Sorry ass. Danny Dimes didn't have to do it <laughs> because. That is a team. They were the only ones who saw that talent. Our greatest players shouldn't have to do it. 
I agree, but you know what? This what what have I said before? Fair is where they judge pigs. It's not fair. It's just business. Or you use the word fair. I use the word right and wrong. Okay. So right and give wrong. Give me one for wrong. Uh, give, uh, me, give me a ballot. Uh, wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong is ambiguous because at the end of the day, you know what? These business owners, what I do think that is true about all these business owners is that they want to go into their business owner meeting and they want to say, I hold the Super Bowl ring. Look at my ring. <laughs> and they don't. So all of them should be motivated by that aspect. But now, they're not. Well, some of them aren't and some of them are. Some of them are concerned about the overall revenue. Some of them aren't. But at the end of the day, so what? We as fans are just concerned about what? We're concerned about the winning that goes on. and the excellence that goes on with these players. So I'm worried about individuals getting paid what they do to get paid, no matter who they are. Like if Brock Purdy, if San Francisco tried to trick off Brock Purdy and play him like that, I would be still on my soapbox. Okay. Saying that is bullshit. I already know that you, I can go, go into a uh, perpetual wormhole with you about the, 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 the disingenuousness of the league. But let's talk about some of these playoff games because <laughs> we are actually here <laughs> to talk about playoff games. Games. Playoff hey, games. But you know why I, I let off with him? It's just so I can get on my soapbox about I know. that. Did you get yeah, all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, so here's what's I have been all like summer that. of hearing camps like Florio talking about Lamar should only take 100 to $133 million that they were offering him. Mm. He shouldn't take anything more. He should be happy that they're giving him that. And I'm only saying this because I care about Lamar mm. and then a hundred, an extra hundred million more. And we're at 240 million later than you sit over and sign for. So the whole more market, money than I ever so, saw. So, so here's what twist is. Of course, all of us have all saw, <laughs> but, but we, but, but when you hear these pundits that are just like us sit on these soap boxes and sit over and said he should have took a hundred million more than what he was worth because he should be happy with what they're offering him. I'm going to sit over here and speak about. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. life, but we go on. So let's go on to the other game because one individual that they could not do that with because this game is just that special is the greatest individual that's ever played the game, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Oh, and then we sit over here and we see Patrick Mahomes being an underdog to a cat that he's whooped on three of the last five years. You know what? I am so upset that the <laughs> Chiefs won that game. But why? Because I do not like you. <laughs> and you and all of your Patrick Mahomes love is so obnoxiously disgusting. I, why is it disgusting when I like the greatest the greatest individual I ever played the game, but Tom Brady people can have altars for? Okay. So when you start your conversation with, the greatest man who was ever touched the football. Ever touched the So as a Raider fan, I rebuke that in my <laughs> all spirit. Okay? Because we are going to get in that ass, and we are going to get to him 
Please believe it. Please believe it. <laughs> we are going to get in the next five years. You guys are going to win a game or two. I feel love. Oh. I can appreciate that. Aaron, you gotta be- oh, oh, my in God. In the previous five years, you've won a game or two. And we can appreciate that. And that doesn't change. The Raiders will be better, but they're not going to be able to beat this this individual. This is the and, and what I'm saying is, is as a Raider fan, you have to embrace the opportunity to be able to bear witness to the greatest the individual you're, ever. You're, you're controlling my narrative on, on, on what Patrick Mahomes and his greatness is equally disgusting. Okay, look. We coming for your ass. Well, and, and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. And, and, and here's what the narrative. We want to discount Patrick Mahomes if he's never won a game, a playoff game away from from home. Well, the reason why being in the league or being in the league for seven years, playing for six years, mm. the reason why he's never played a game away from home is because he's the greatest person to ever touch a bat, uh, football. Okay. So, so, so that's the reason why for that. But that was the big narrative on ESPN on, on Florio. He's never had to play a game away from home. Let's see what he can do. Can he actually do it? And of course, we saw him. Give it to an individual who he's incessantly and constantly beat when the rubber meets the road in the most important times of the NFL season. He's beat this individual, but some kind of way, everybody keeps trying to say that Josh Allen is better than him. Uh, what is that yeah. called? Is that called cognitive dissonance? What is that called? I don't when know. An individual wants to sit over and say one player is better than the greatest player ever. I don't know, Dr. Mindbender. <laughs> but what I will tell you is I am so immensely disappointed in Josh Allen, even though he, he played, played a good game. Yeah, so why would you be disappointed in him? Because he didn't win it. That had nothing to do with him. That had everything to do with Mahomes' greatness. And so you not acknowledging that is belittling his greatness. This man is taking a patchwork just like Josh Allen there. Throw up on camera because I literally cannot take this anymore. Imagine if Mahomes had digs. Mahomes would have beat him by 40. I, I, I agree. I, however, the, the, the simple truth is the, Kansas City Chiefs defense was Super Bowl caliber and they limited Buffalo to such a degree. And there was just marginal because of the greatness of the defense. There were just marginal mistakes that happened. And when you're in a, in a situation where a team like the Chiefs who have been there and will rise to the moment because that's what I really saw. I saw Kelsey. I saw their receiving core, whether you want to talk about Rice, any of the receivers. Rice didn't even have a good game. He did not have a good game. But uh, you're, what you can really say is the offensive line, Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Pacheco. And, they, and MVS, you know, they, they disgusted me this year. But MVS actually had a decent game. And they that's to, and that's to the testament of Pat Mahomes who can watch this clown car drop utmost amount of passes during the season. I, I, and I can't still deny throw that. him the ball. No, I think that the at the end of the day, the totality of what the Kansas City Kansas City Chiefs are just were 
too much in terms of intestinal fortitude, intent in terms of desire, will, will beats skill. So I would say that the Buffalo Bills had more skill. The Chiefs had more will. And here's where the excuse makers for, for, for Josh Allen would talk about how his defense was depleted. Well, well, well. They only suited up four linebackers. The dude who hardly touches the ball because I had him on my bench in in my fantasy. What's the number two? Davis. I don't even. And at the end of the day is we saw an abysmal wide receiving team. I over here got and get picked apart. I don't buy the greatest quarterback ever. Hey, that's unfortunate. You don't have to give me credit. All you have to do is give a credit for what your lying eye showed you. <laughs> and is that we oh have the opportunity God. to sit over here and see the greatest person ever okay. touch a football. And guess what? As great as he is, guess what he's not going to do? Lose. He's not going to beat Lamar. Okay. He's not going to beat Lamar. Okay. So uh, you're talking about Josh Allen? No. What? Who's not going to beat Lamar? The greatest person ever touch a football is not going to beat Lamar. Oh, so you're 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 saying already now that you predict that Lamar is going to be? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our our, our picks, but yes, do uh, well, to, you to just give a glimpse? Just, yes. yeah. this is only shocking because of your obnoxiously. But I keep it one hundred. That's what it's not obnoxious. Also, keep it one hundred. Also, this is this is you being objective with your yes for the game. Yes, I'd be honest. I'd be true to the game. The game is, is he's the best ever, but he has an absolutely egregious weapons. And, and that's up to Ravich to okay. fix this offseason. But as great as he is, he's going up against another great that has slightly better weapons, especially with mm. the, the tight end coming back. I wasn't expecting you to say of course that. Not. I was not. expecting you to. Because you didn't realize how objective I am. Oh, now, I won't give you that credit, but okay, you can say that about yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm proving it through my words. I'm proving it. You're right, because Lord knows that every Tom, Dick, and Harry who has ever heard, heard any of our podcasts would think that I would, would pick, think that you would pick the Ravens? Correct. And, and see, the difference You're is, the Ravens. is yes. And, Let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Forget about all that. What happens if Mahomes wins? Even you're picking, you're picking Lamar Jackson. I understand. And if Mahomes wins, then he wins another Super Bowl. And 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 will you literally douse yourself in champagne with joy and glee? Uh, unequivocally, literally. Okay. And okay. I'm going to douse you too, just so you could be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be oh a flow of champagne, and oh I got a couple bottles in there waiting. Oh but the God. reality is, is that as great as Mahomes is he doesn't have a team that you don't think stack you, up against you, the Ravens. You think this is Lamar's time? Is what you're no, telling no, me? No, it's not so much Lamar's time; it's the Ravens' time. Okay, uh, Lamar is a, a a a tremendous contributor to that. But the reality is, is this team is is put together so they well are constructed from a, from a defensive perspective that as much as Mahomes, yeah. it's kind of like when Mahomes paid uh, Tampa Bay, and he had an inefficient and a deficient. Front, front, front five. 
you know, his, his lineman. And and, his, and he was throwing dimes, and they were literally going through their hands and hitting him in the face mask. There was nothing that he could do to win that game because the group around him was so depleted and so injured and so weak that he couldn't beat that unbelievable defense. Well, the same mm-hmm. thing's about to happen in this game. Okay. If when they play them, the Ravens' defense is going to be too overwhelming or the weakness that he has as weapons, okay. he's going to be able to make it competitive. He might only lose by a touchdown or so. It but that, but that's your prediction. But you're going to, you know, you're going to say the Ravens are going to no, prevail. Kansas City can't win. And if they do, I'm going to act the donkey next Oh, week. my God. Listen, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost afraid of the donkiness that, 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 that you would display if – Kansas City Chiefs win. Oh, because what you're telling me is your logical brain picks the Ravens, but your emotional brain picks the Chiefs. No, no, no. No, no. So no. this is Both a Ravens pick. It would be, I would be a slap in my own face, but guess what? I would be happy to do so. Oh, you'd be happy as a lark. Mm-hmm. Oh, as a lark. Oh, my God. And now watch my man get his, get his, get his third Super Bowl because I don't care if it's Purdy or golf. They ain't beating my hole. Okay. Write it down and take a picture. So I'm not worried about that. <laughs> so, but, okay. but, I, but I'd be willing to bet that the Ravens and the Ravens I, and, I, and, and, and just above and beyond that, this is Lamar's time. This is Lamar's time to win that Super Bowl and get that monkey off his shoulders and allow all these haters and these clowns and these disingenuous Mickey Mouse individuals that sit over here. Oh, and they got that Mickey Mouse there. Mickey Mouse with the big ears. And they sit over here and discount Lamar and who he is as a quarterback okay. and who he is as a player are going to sit over and have to eat all of those words and sit over and be quiet as a church mm. after he wins. So I wholeheartedly believe that. But I do know no matter who you are, no matter what time mm. I perceive it is, when you're going up against the greatest player ever touch a when we, we saw that with the previous greatest player with Tom Brady, it doesn't matter. You're, you're still susceptible to taking an L. You make me close my eyes because I, I, I have to just stomach your point of view. Now, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just move on. Let's, let's move on to the NFC. And so, you know, what was amazing about this game is, is Josh Allen. Mm. And, and, and and it's so unbelievable to see a talent like Josh Allen. It was beautiful. And, 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 and when they play, I don't quite think that he is the the Manning to the Brady of this competition. Mm. You know, because he hasn't won anything, he hasn't done anything. Sure, but but the talent is equivalent. Yeah, and, and you know. The reality is, is this team has done one thing consistently over the past couple of years. It's having the same team doing the same thing mm-hmm. and expecting a different result. The, 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 the thing that I noticed about that game was Josh Allen played a very solid to admirable. Unequivocally, game. yes, without a doubt. It, it, it was just a series of unfortunate events because it came down to like maybe like two really quintessential plays. One, the throw to Diggs that was a deep throw that Diggs didn't catch. That's one. Okay. The second one was he got hit on a play to where 
It was a, a potential touchdown. He got tapped. Mm-hmm. He got tapped and the ball got underthrown mm-hmm. and the guy didn't do a curl to come back to it. Well, he tried to the ground. Uh, the ground, the no, ground, the, the ground one. Well, what happened? Like, well, when you catch it, when you have to come back to catch it, and the ground dislodged the ball when he dove for it. Well, uh, but but I I have to push back on the thought process that Diggs' catch that was not in the in the actual end zone was the determinant on whether that was the win or loss. The reality is is that the kicker. Who was paid? Oh yeah, he 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 tricked the game he off. He tricked the game off, and so at the end of the day, is a kicker's job is not easy, but that's why they still get paid a lot of money. Yeah, is because you have to deal with those times in the game. And Bass, who was a great kicker, a kicker that I've yeah, had, he's a, he's a uh, promo killer, exactly, absolutely. So so when Bass misses the kick, and his tutu got tight. At the end of the day, it yep. wasn't Allen missing a yeah, let's think of this for a quick second. Allen missed a sixty-five yard kick with a man on his back. And he missed. He should have yeah. caught it. But the kicker missed a forty-one yard kick with free range just to kick it. So let's not sit over and act like this is Dick's fault why they lost and not the kicker that had the opportunity in the finale to sit over and tie the game. The I, kicker missed the kick. I'll say this. I'll say this from my varsity high school pedigree. Okay? Were you were a kicker too? No. Oh, okay. Most football players think that I don't want the game to be decided by the kicker. So... Most football players Tell Tom Brady that. Uh, well, most football players will say is if I have played my game to the ultimate execution, then I should not be relying on the kicker. Now, because what what you said about the kicker is true. He can he can miss. And when you are in a game to where it comes down to where the guy is going to hit it or not hit it. You're always disappointed because the minute that you go off to the sideline and you're like, damn, I got to be relying upon this dude who doesn't come into the game at all, doesn't get hit at all. And he just has to do his one job that we see for basically 10 minutes in, in, in any practice do. And I'm relying on that guy. You're 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 scared about it. And ultimately, the kicker disappointed them. But they have to honestly say to themselves, after the game has now been won or lost, guess what? If I would have caught this ball or if I would have done this thing, it would have been a different outcome. And that's what players think. But that's every single game. There's a player, too, that, that, that we could say that. But it still ultimately comes down to that final kick or sometimes that final eh. And so what the end of the day is, when you're talking about a 65-yard pass Mm -hmm. with the defender draped on you the and being reliant on in that 65 yards, that pass being perfect enough to catch, Mm -hmm. enough separation, enough gap, between the wide receiver, there are so many things that take place that had make a 65-yard catch feasible. Mm-hmm. There are very few things 
that come into option that comes into to play when a kicker has to kick a normal regular field goal like they have done dozens of times in the season and don't miss a 41-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. I get that, it. So at the end of the day, it catches that pass. Mm-hmm. But then the defense, the, the Chiefs defense stops them. What's they got to do with winning the game? Well, what's they got to do with tying the, the game? The, I think the difference is, is that you're, instead of you hitting a 41 yard field goal, maybe you're hitting a 21 yard field goal. So those are two different kinds of the, of the, of the, okay. Deal. So here, it, it, to answer your question fully, as a proverbial player, I've played offense and defense. Mind you, this is high school. What offense? What offense? I don't remember. No, no. I mean, what what position? Though? Oh, what position? I was actually a fullback? running back. I was actually okay. a running back. I, I, I like I like to hit people. Yeah, was, 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 oh, I'm a fullback. Yeah, but because I played basketball, I had a little jukes in. Me. Oh, okay. And so you know, crossing them over. Yeah, I might get. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was I was a physical person, right? But. Irregardless of me and my uh, failed high school career, I would just simply say that most players are going to dwell on the impact that they had. And so Diggs is obviously a Pro Bowl receiver, and he has been, let's say, frustrated for much of this year. And I guarantee you that has that, something to do with that the drop. He, him not catching that pass in that moment is going to sit with him this entire I, I, think, I think that had something to do with his discontent with the team and his role on the team. Like he wasn't dialed in in, in the proper way Maybe. To, to be able to make that catch because we do know that he is a wide receiver that could have made that catch. The, the greatness about him and the greatness that's within him is going to dwell on his opportunity missed. He didn't catch it, and he understands that. He is a great player. Great players hold themselves to a I different standard. I never saw this same vigor when MVS missed that ball that was right in his hand. I never saw this same argument Who? With, with, with MVS, Valdez, Scantling missed those MBS is not a what I would con- he's not on the same level as Diggs, bro. So do you think that it's about the same the the level that the person's on is the differentiator or that the ball was catchable? I think that the, that both things can be true. The ball was catchable, but here's the thing is is that day in, day out, game in, game out, there are certain players on a team that you know that are going to play at a certain level. And Diggs is playing at a Pro Bowl level game in, game out. Valdez, Valdez Scantling, he is a guy who has all of the physical attributes. He should be on a Randy Moss level if you just look at his measurables. But the truth of the matter is, is that he does not perform that way. So the anything he does there's, is there's, a bonus. But you, you, but you mentioned Bass as a Pro Bowl kicker. So, he, so, so the same. So he choked. So the, so he choked. Yes, that's all I'm saying. We have to admit that. No. All I hear is it's not the kicker's fault. No, no, no. There was no weather. 
There was no rain. No, no, no. They're trying to talk about it. it was 15 mile an hour. And then when you saw the flags, when they said the flags was flat down. Yeah. And he, yeah. and yeah. His booty hole. He, he got his booty hole got tight. And, and, he got and he choked. And so, and so it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. For Josh Allen, because to be honest with you, the, the man that he is. Yeah. I truly. I, th- I, I think, truly appreciate I and love the like, man that he is, and I and it, and even though I love Mahomes, sometimes you like to see an individual that has not won it, has yeah. not won yeah. to get an opportunity to win. You know, it's very interesting. We have but we can't uh, blame Diggs. No, 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 no. I'm not blaming Diggs. I just simply am saying that that could have been a differentiator in the outcome of the game. Could have. Yeah, the one thing that we do know is, is if Bass would have hit that, it would have. Yeah, because they would have guaranteed overtime. Overtime, correct. correct. And the rules have and been changed they, for Josh Allen right. after he got after Mahomes got his boy. Years ago, I'm digs because I hold myself to a a different standard than the average person. Because Diggs is a superior athlete and a superior wide receiver. I would belabor the fact that if I would have caught that pass, I could have put potentially my team up to where it wouldn't have come down to that outcome. And that's the thing that he is probably going to gravitate. Because they would have only been up three. And if the other team, if the Chiefs would have gone down to kick the field goal, then it still would have been the same thing. How about this? We're always, we're talking about this in, Make believe poppycock because we don't know what it would have been. So that's why we can't. But the one thing that we do know is that NASA would have hit that. They would have hit. They would have tied it. Yes, we that's do know that. So let's know. The, the, the catch with Allen doesn't mean that they would have won or even tied. That's my point. Why that 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 the the mantra of it's on Allen should have caught that and then not put the mantra on Bass, or excuse me, on Diggs should have caught that versus Bass should have hit that thing is the difference is, is one we don't know, one we do exactly know what yes. would have happened. So what you and I are arguing against is not arguing, discussing. Or, or, or discussing. Oh, oh, look at you being or, Mr. Uh, or psychological. <laughs> okay. What we are discussing is what actually happened versus the thing that I genuinely believe that great players think about, and and this is, again, uh, from an opinion point of view, I think that great players think about how their impact was on the game. So him being an elite player, he's more or less thinking about the moments that were his moment to deliver for his team. And granted, there were other opportunities to win the game. There were other opportunities that his teammates, if they delivered on their, let's say, their tasks Mm -hmm. that have given, could have given him more opportunities. But if he had two or three or four opportunities in the game to make an impact, and then I didn't deliver on one, that sits with you. And maybe, that sits with you all summer. Maybe Allen just ain't the man that everybody thinks he is. Maybe, but I'm not. I'm. I'm not even going to argue on that. What I would say about Josh Allen, he didn't. He didn't throw an interception. He did not. He did not have that. 
crazy moment that he traditionally that he has. Traditionally has. So kudos to him again. I want to see Josh Allen get that opportunity. Like correct. Josh Allen gets a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You're gonna see me over here with pom poms, and I'm gonna be cheering for it because he can win one Super Bowl for the Bills, and he goes down in the furrows of NFL history. You know, and I want to see him get that opportunity. I agree with you. The thing that is so funny about the Super Bowl as we go through this season is that you realize how difficult it is. It is. It comes down to one play, one way or another. It comes down to one instance, one way or another. Here, it's not is, easy to win. This is the whole I have to have to push back to that. Is because when you have Mahomes and the oh. six. Six AFC championships in a row. Can we cut the mic? Well, let me ask you a question. Oh. Do, for you not to respect six AFC championships in a row, if the Raiders went to six AFC championships in a row, do you know what you would be saying right now? So for you not to appreciate and respect that, to say if I would, if Raiders go on as a run with Antonio Pierce and win mm. six AFC championships in a row, do you know how much of a donkey you're going to act? So, and I have okay. me sit over and say, oh my God, can we not talk about that? No, that is substantial. That is tangible. That is as real as it gets. Okay. So we, we can't sit over here and just foo foo it away like it's nothing. It's almost never been done. Okay, so I have thrown up at least five times through your <laughs> diatribe. Fine. 